Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. This is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 11, Episode 6 of 7th Heaven. The title is Broken Hearts and Promises. The IMDb user synopsis is... Misery all the way, while Eric stubbornly keeps his hiding uh, keeps hiding his heart problems for Annie, the only one he ever wanted to know. Even after a misunderstanding brings paramedics rushing, but ends up telling the truth to Kevin, who manages to make him take his long-delayed cardiology checkup. T-Bone proves a second Robbie, as helpful as an angel and a butler, yet incredulous Annie can, can find him a home at 17. Meanwhile, the bitchy girls can't wriggle out of accepting the burger joint jobs. Ironically, they're vocal vegetarians. Annie arranged for them. Tyler's baby's mother, Sandy, is in love again with Daniel. Uh, what was your first impression? Tyler's baby's mother. <laughs> Sandy. And I was like, we, I think people know who Sandy is. Also, his name is Martin, not oh, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't even realize it, yeah. Um, my first impression, um... So, uh, so in this episode, they do a lot of work with, like, a lot of people really caring about, like, how, what the Rev's health is, and a lot of people being, like, all these new characters they introduced in the last episode. But in the last episode, they had all those characters, well, not all those, but basically they had Jane, who's the most vocal, being, like, a real bitch to the Rev, and now all of a sudden she's like, I need to know what's wrong with him. He's, like, there's very few nice people in the world that we can't afford to lose him. But she's also still being bitchy to everyone. Yeah. So, so she is acting like she cares, but then, again, her behavior is not, like, manifesting that she cares. Um, before we get into... Are you done with your first impression? Yeah. Because before right. we get into the cold open and everything, I just need to backtrack and say that a few episodes ago, Tammy was like, oh, they did the beginning scenes of this, like, of, of Sandy's scenes in New York because she was in New York oh, right. finishing a run on Broadway in Rent, and I was like, this isn't true. I can't find anything to substantiate this and it was she was in hairspray in the summer of 2006 on broadway so i guess her i don't know when her run went until but um it was hairspray not rent um and you can find fun photos of Haley duff in costume on the internet if you google this but yes anyway and beverly mitchell actually goes to new york to film her scenes with Haley duff and tyler hecklin in this episode in new york Okay. Yeah, so anyway, we will get into the cold open now. Um, I believe it starts with, the yeah, like Annie is making breakfast for all the kids, uh, the new kids, and she tells the twins to go wake up Eric. And the, like, I don't know, there's like some back and forth before the twins return, but Annie is telling the, the girls basically that she's like, I'm going to try to help set you up with a job because that's the first, like, you know, we, we can like let you stay here for free or whatever, but like we this is not a long-term solution. You need to get jobs and save money and make some sort of plan of, like, what you're going to do with your lives after we kick you out of our house. And they're complaining, and then um, Jane is like, don't you know someone who could, like, pull some strings and get us a job as, like, a dental assistant or a bank teller? And Annie is like, you are not qualified for those jobs, but I know someone at the Dairy Shack, and that is where you have an interview today. Um, and they make a face and they're all like annoyed at the Dairy Shack because they think they're better than that, I guess. And because they're vegetarians. Yes. But just, I think the general, they just had a disdain yeah, yeah. for like, they think that they're qualified to like be like a dental assistant. So then the twins return and they're like, oh, the Rev won't get up. And Annie freaks out and she runs upstairs and she tells like one of the girls or whatever, or like T-Bone to go get Kevin. Um, 
And when we come back from the cold open, I'm pretty sure, like, we're, the assumption is that um, Kevin has only just arrived, despite living, like, around the block. No, Kevin was upstairs. Oh, okay. I thought he it was, was him walking in. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, by the time we come back from the cold open, the, like, paramedics and 911 have been called and everything, and, like, that's, like, who woke the Rev up. Uh, and um, they've left already, so we don't see any of that. Um, so we'll get back to the Rev storyline uh, at the end of this episode, because we actually have some storylines in this episode. Yes. Um, the first one being that Lucy is away visiting Sandy. So uh, if you guys remember at the beginning of the season, Lucy was really snippy towards Sandy, and we find out that's because, you know, Sandy had a baby that she didn't really want, and the babies that Lucy wanted were miscarried. Um, so she's trying to, like, make amends with that, and this is kind of her, like, journey towards, like, you know, this is the first day of her new life. First, it was redoing the room that was supposed to be her new, her newborn children's room, and now... And she's making amends yeah. with Sandy, who, I think, like, at a time, I think they were supposed to be, like, good friends, yes. and, like, Lucy was, like, a mentor, so she's going to make things right. Um, so she shows up as a surprise, but, like, which I think is really stupid, because Sandy's a full-time student and a full-time mother. You can't just surprise a full-time student and a full-time mother. I mean, I just... If you're, especially if you are traveling to and like you're the you're gonna be like staying with that person or whatever you shouldn't surprise them, ever, like at all no matter who it is. Yeah. So uh, Lucy ends up taking care of Aaron for the day while like Sandy like does her school stuff and then also takes care of Aaron while Sandy has this little like date night with Daniel. Yeah. Um. This is pr- that's pretty much it. Like at a certain point though. Um, we do get a beautiful, beautiful song from Wait, Beverly Mitchell. Martin comes. We forgot oh, about yeah. Martin. Yeah, but what, nothing really happens in that scene. Or um, does it? I don't know. Well, Martin basically is like, mm, I'm a caveman possessive. No other man can be a father to my child. And Lucy very smartly says, just because you don't want somebody else parenting Aaron doesn't mean that you can... Tell Sandy how to live her life. Right. Yeah. And, like, you can't use... You can't, like, say, oh, I care about Sandy as a way to keep Aaron. Like, and Martin's like, no, but I do actually care about her. And Lucy's like, well, figure your shit out. Maybe I'll come up more often and you guys can spend some alone time together. Um, but, yeah, as Aaron was saying, the best part of this whole thing was... Yeah, and, well, it's not even... Like, this is the scene that I would imagine would be used to, like, end an episode. But, no, we just have Beverly Mitchell looking down at little baby Aaron... And she begins to sing, and the name of the song is Angel, and it is a Beverly Mitchell original. Well, like, I don't know if she wrote it, but it was on her... Beverly Mitchell recorded a country album, a single country album, and it was titled Beverly Mitchell. And it came out sometime in 2007, but obviously it had been... It was recorded and ready to release now. So we have a small excerpt of Beverly Mitchell singing, much like the musical episode... Um, it's like not great. Like it doesn't. It doesn't sound like Beverly Mitchell's voice. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound it doesn't. like. Usually, people who sing, like their singing voice, generally resembles their speaking speaking voice in some way. Like, but um, it sounds nothing like Beverly Mitchell. So who knows? And then there's a scene after, like, it. It that's not the end of the episode, and it seemed like a very much a thing that could like fade to black, and that would be the episode. But so beautiful. It's available to purchase. I don't know. I didn't check on iTunes, but you can get Beverly Mitchell's CD uh, on Amazon. Um, so a uh, fun fact, this song was actually omitted from the DVD, but is on Amazon. So if you own the D- if you've been watching on your DVDs, um, you I don't, who, tell us what the song is yeah. or if that scene, that scene might've just been cut because it was pretty short. 
Um, so Lucy's storyline kind of ends with her having breakfast with Sandy and Daniel. Um, Daniel tells Sandy that he's in love with her, and Sandy says, me too. And he's like, that's a place that he gets annoyed at first, but then he's like, and then Sandy's like, I'm not sure, so this is what we're going to start with. And he's like, okay, it's better than nothing. Um, And there's still kind of this background of, is Sandy going to be with Daniel? Is Sandy going to be with Martin? What's going on? And Lucy's like, you know, I'm here. I'll help you out. Here and I'm singing. (laughs) But that's kind of the end of that. I don't really, I mean, like, I think we got a very brief, like, you know, it's, it's the first day of the rest of my life, and, like, they hug, like, Sandy and Lucy hug, but there's no real, like... Reconciliation. Right. But I think it's just like, oh, all is forgiven now, which, fine. Sure. Yeah, all right. That's how we're doing it. Um, I don't know. I guess we can quickly talk about this, the, those the two girls. girls. <laughs> and the Dairy Shack employment. Yeah, so, I th- like, they go... Well, I don't know. They say something about, like, basically not wanting to even go to the interview when he's like, okay. But, oh, they, they ask, like, oh, can we, like, basically try to get jobs elsewhere? And, and he's like, do you have interviews anywhere else? Like, you can't refuse this job if it's the only option you have. So fast forward to Kevin going to the Dairy Shack with Savannah to get some food. And he, like, they keep talking about, Jane keeps talking about, like, how, you know, the the – cows that are used for like fast food beef are not like kept in good conditions and they're you know like sickly and all of these things and kevin's like that's great i will have a burger double a double with and then they yell in some ridiculous lingo about what he wants and i don't know that's about it that we see them at work they're unhappy that they're working there and they try to discourage people from eating there because meat kills um, yeah, they're kind of like watching paint dry. It's, they're not very entertaining. At least T-Bone, and I think. They're can, annoying. Yeah. And Jane is annoying. And actually, no, the other one is annoying too because, like, she did, when she started, she just cries at a certain point in this episode and just, it was. She's crying because of the Rev. She's really concerned about the Rev. But, like, we've not show, seen any, like, bonding or any time of them having any scenes together, or anything meaningful for her to be, like, upset over it. And also, she, like, this is the second episode, which, like, she, instead of actually, like, communicating or, like, using her words, she just, like, squeals yeah. to, like, give, like, I don't know, to, to express herself. So the end of this kind of mini storyline is that they kind of corner Kevin while they're at the Dairy Shack during their break. Like, you need to tell us what's going on. We know something's going on. And apparently, like, T-Bone let one of the, like, diagnoses or symptoms or something slip, and they know that the Rev has what... An enlarged heart. heart. Yeah. Um, but that's all, that's kind of like the, one of the first hints we get about what's wrong, what's wrong with him. And Kevin has to, I, we don't really see it, but I'm assuming Kevin has, has to like give them the 411 on what's happening. Um, and the rest of the show is really about this kind of like the Rev and Hamster Jesus. Um, and oh, they're kind of parallels. Yeah. We learned that, that. So I guess this is the next, this, this is the other storyline. So yeah, we come back from the cold open. The Rev is in bed, and he's, like, angry that people called. They called 911 when he wouldn't wake up. Um, and we, like, fast forward to, like, the twins are, like, well, Kevin is sort of, like, something's wrong, and they keep bringing up the fact that he has, like, a cardiology appointment that same day, and he decides he doesn't want to go or whatever, and Annie's, like, you really got to go. He skips it, but then the twins are, like, we think our hamsters are sick, and we need to go to the emergency room. And the hamsters' names are Mom and Jesus. Um, so Mom is okay, which I think is supposed to be like a, 
like a like parallel to Annie. Uh, and the Rev is supposed to be, be Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Ugh. I know it's like hammering the freaking point in. Yeah. Um. So they take Jesus to the to the animal emergency room. So the reason why this is like significant is because the Rev has an appointment with his actual cardiologist that morning, but he skips it even though Kevin tells him to go. Annie tells him to go. Etc. And then Annie gets pissed off that she's like, "You're ready to run out the door to the emergency room for a hamster, but you won't go to your own doctor appoint- doctor's appointment." Then the rev does this thing, which I actually relate to, and I think a lot of people do this too, um, where in his head he's like, "If if the doctor comes out in the next five minutes, that means I'm okay. If the hamster was okay, that means I'm okay." I kind of do the same thing with like random shit. I'm like, "If the train comes in the next five minutes, that means." I insert whatever thing yeah. in here. I mean, I know it's, like, stupid, but, like, I feel like it's a thing people do as like a crush. Hedging, hedging yeah. bets on things that have nothing to do... With what's actually wrong. What's happening, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the hamster ends up being fine. He is... The re- the reason that he, he was having heart issues was because he was living in a toxic environment, uh, which is the wood chips were toxic to his health. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rev kind of gets an idea, so he's like, maybe I'm in a toxic environment. Though that's not really explored in this episode. And, and that's not been, like... It's not like we've been witnessing yeah, like, no. this going on. So, yeah, so this, I really forget how this ends well, up or what happens. I guess other things to talk about in this vet, like this emergency animal thing, is that the Rev gives away... A bunch of money. To the Humane Society, which is great, but, like, he's doing it, he's like, am I doing it because I want to get in good with God, or am I doing it because I actually, like, what, I, am I losing my mind? Who knows? But he basically spends $1,000 at the vet. Yeah, it's like a $700 bill, and then he donates, like, $300. Yeah. Uh, he gets home, um, and then he's like, something's going on because you just spent $1,000 at the vet. You need to tell me. And, uh, oh, we should probably mention that Annie also tries to use the cookies and milk thing. To With get, T-Bone. Yeah. Uh, to try to get, yeah, to find out what he knows. Uh, it doesn't work, though. Yeah. T-Bone is loyal, I guess. Yeah. But basically, T-Bone... And maybe he doesn't like cookies. <laughs> well, no, he was eating the chocolate chip cookies. Uh, and, um, yes. Basically, uh, at first, the rev doesn't say anything to her, but then I think after a conversation with T-Bone, he's just like, "I, you need to tell her what's happening. Uh, or, and like with Kevin, I think. And so he goes, but we do not see this conversation happen. This so is when s- it cuts to the song. Yeah. So there's a quick scene after the song, right before the episode wraps up, in which um, I think Annie is trying to tell the Rev to go to the doctor again, and he's like, no, there's no point, like, right? I don't know. I mean, this Maybe this was earlier. At a certain point, the Rev does express, like, he's like, what's the point in even going to see the cardiologist? Like, there's nothing, like, and he doesn't flat out say, like, whatever he knows is going on, like, nothing can be done for it, but I think Kevin and Annie do get the idea that they're like, oh, shit, like, he doesn't even, like, it's not even, like, he already knows that that there's nothing. Someone, a doctor, already told him like there's nothing that can be done to, I don't know, save his health. We find out for sure now that he he's been so he has an enlarged heart and that he only has a year left to live, is what doc the, the doctor has told. Him. Though that doctor is not his actual doctor; it's just a doctor. That ER doctor yeah. who like examined him briefly. Um, so the episode really ends with Annie like vigorously cleaning the kitchen, and they're going to the doctor together to see, like, to get, like, a second opinion, and, like, she's basically, she's kind of in denial, but also, like, I don't know, she's trying to control everything that's around her. She kind of yells at Kevin to say, don't ever hide anything from me again, and it's like, everything will be fine, everything will be fine, and Mm -hmm. that's kind of where it ends, where... Yeah, so, 
everybody knows um, whatever is Except for Lucy. Out. Lucy doesn't know yet. And yeah. I think they're going to try to hide it from Lucy because... Oh, because of course they're going to, because of the, her previous, like, trauma earlier yeah. this year. Okay, so um, what are you going to rank this? I think this was definitely better than the last episode. Um, uh, they got to get rid of these girls. Yeah, they do. And I don't think they're going to because we're seeing, like... like yeah, like we can see the upcoming be- episodes and see they're in the like screenshot or whatever that Amazon shows for a preview. Um, uh, 2.5. I'm going to give it a 2. I didn't like it. Um, so if you want to check out uh, Mom or Jesus, the hamsters, uh, check out our social media. It's uh, Twitter or on, on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Camden Cast Show. Um, we're at Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. You can always email us, CamdenCast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to listen to us, we have new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday available on the iTunes Apple Podcast app. If you go to Stitcher and search CamdenCast, we'll be on there. Or you can go directly to SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. This is CamdenCast. Cast.